it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. My name's Randy. I live in East Tennessee, in the mountains, actually, East Tennessee. Originally from Ohio, I moved down here about seven years ago. I'm 65 years old. And uh, the event sighting I want to tell you guys about happened in August of 2020. That was COVID years, a lot of you guys remember. My sons and my brother and my father-in-law always went to Salt Fork State Park once a year, uh, rented a cabin and kind of hung out for the weekend. Well, they have a Bigfoot conference there run by Mark DeWorth. It's a really good conference. So we started going on those weekends uh, probably six, seven years ago. And uh, we had a couple of things that were kind of odd the first year to wood knocks. And we found, we did find a footprint once when we were off trail, but this year because of COVID the conference had been postponed. So the park was relative, almost closed for most of the year. Well, they had the conference and we all went and except uh, this time, the only one that could come was my middle son. Well, we had, uh, we had spent some time up at the conference, which is, there's some good speakers, there's some good things, but basically it's kind of almost like a Bigfoot flea market. So we hung out there for a little bit through the day and went back to the cabin and had dinner and we decided we were going to drive some of the back roads. Now, uh, the first year or two I went down there, I found this one area that just kind of gave me the creeps. And I remember listening to a podcast where uh, there was a guy, a local guy, uh, named Kane Michael, who was familiar with the area, and he had actually mentioned what I thought was this area. But I looked him up on Facebook and messaged him and talked to him a good bit. And he said, yeah, that was basically a center of activity down there back in the day. He no longer went there because of the popularity of the subject. There were just too many people. So he focused his efforts elsewhere. He's a really good researcher. I would suggest anybody look up him or his work. Anyway, we went down to this dead end road and it ends in a marshy area. The road just dead ends. There's an impoundment there. I don't know just when it was flooded, but I'm imagining that road at one time it continued on across the valley floor, but at this time it was a lake. But in this area, it was really marshy. And we stayed there. I don't know. 20, 30 minutes, nothing really happened. We didn't hear anything. So we were on our way out. It was 8.30 approximately. There was still plenty of light out, but my son was driving his vehicle and he had his lights out. You didn't really need it. Uh, if you were going to be out on the highway or something legally, you would have had to keep your lights on, but you could, there was still plenty of light to see. But anyway, we were going, we were heading back up towards the hard road. Uh, we got within maybe about a quarter mile of getting out of this little valley area. 
And he was driving maybe about five miles an hour. It was really slow. And we were scoping out the fields and the openings in the woods, that kind of thing. And we come around this turn in the road. It was a turn to the right. And then the road went uphill a little bit. Well, as soon as we got around far enough for me to see, you know, on up the road, this figure was standing on what to us was our left. It was, oh, I'm going to say 100 feet away from us. I'm pretty sure of the distance because here where I, I live, I have a pond that's about 100 foot across. And it was about that far, give or take 10, 15 feet or so. Anyway, it was standing squared off at us. Uh, its right leg was off the road in this vegetation. And its left leg was fully on the road. The arms were hanging down. Its head looked too small for its body, you know, and, and, and I'm trying to take all this in. This whole thing only lasted three or four seconds. But um, if I had to guesstimate a height, I would say around eight feet. You know, I know you hear that all the time, but that's as close as what I can come to. It was just so tall. The width wasn't as impressive to me as the height. It was broad, and the arms were, were really long. The vegetation right there was about, I'm going to say, four foot high, and it came to what I would think would be its waist. I could fully see that left leg. You could not really tell any facial features. Uh, you could tell that there were variations in color and tone to where skin would be in the eyes and all that. But the sun, we were actually aimed west, driving west. The sun had settled down into the trees, so it was behind this thing. I said, are you seeing this? But about the same time I said that, my son leaned forward in his seat, and you could tell he's looking over his steering wheel really hard, and he reached down and he hit his lights. And afterwards, I asked him, what was the thinking there? And he said, I just thought I could see it better. But in that second, it took him to reach down and turn the lights out. This thing moved off the road at a speed that I can't, I can't even hardly describe. It goes down into a ravine on that side. And it, it's a, a fairly steep and deep ravine. And it would almost, I've described it several ways. Uh, like the ground opened up and just swallowed it, or it just basically slid down that bank without any animation. It just it just slid straight down that bank, and it was so fast that he didn't even, when he looked back up from the lights, it was already gone. And he said, where'd it go? And I started to tell him, you know, what had happened. And, and I said, wait a minute, show me what you saw and where where it was. Anyway, he stopped exactly where this thing was. And the reason I know that is because from this thing standing in them weeds, the weeds were bent out into the road. Now we had just gone through there 20 minutes earlier or so, and it was only about a way wide. So these, you know, this, this vegetation was strung out clear across halfway across the road anyhow. And uh, we would have seen that. It wasn't there. Now, I'm not saying it did it, but I'm assuming that's what it was. Anyway, he stops right there. And we're listening. It's warm evening. It's got the windows down. We didn't hear anything. You, you would think that something that size, and that's another thing with the speed. Generally, the bigger something is, the slower it is. You know, I'm not saying it can't move relatively quick, but this thing was... It, it almost, it didn't look real. It almost looked like computer generated something or others. I mean, I'm 65. I don't know the right terminology, but that thing just was gone in a heartbeat. But I got the, the thought in my mind that this thing might be weighing in that vegetation. And I said something about it and it kind of spooked my son, you know, so he went ahead and drove off and we started talking about it. And, you know, we saw the same thing. If I would have been by myself, I would have thought it was a hallucination or something. I mean, it was, it's so bizarre when you see something like this. I mean, I've always believed in them, you know, but believing and actually seeing are two different things. And once you see it, 
you freeze. It's like you you don't even know if you're breathing or your heart's beating or what. And, oh, I've always heard these people say, why don't you take a picture and all this kind of thing. Man, I could have had the best camera on the planet in my hands and I couldn't have lifted it to take this picture. And it wouldn't have been time anyway. This is just how fast this went. So we're comparing notes. You know, we basically we saw the same thing. He focused for whatever reason on the arms and the length of the arms. I was kind of drawn to the head and the chest area, kind of like a center mass type thing. But anyway, that's when it seemed like you come back to yourself, you start breathing. And it was almost like a mild panic. I I don't know how to describe that other than that, you know, uh, like like some kind of a form of PTSD or something. But anyway, we got up out of there. And and, uh, the first call I made was to my wife. And I told her, you know, look, these things are real. This is no joke. And we have had a little bit of activity that is odd here in Tennessee. So I was telling her, you know, make sure you you got the doors locked, make sure that, you know, all this kind of thing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I got off the phone with her and about that time we were pulling back into the cabin. And I called my brother in Florida, who he was supposed to come, but he canceled at the last minute. And he kind of thought we were joking. But once we both talked to him, he believed what we were telling him. But the uh, the takeaway, I think, on this whole thing is I want people to understand that these things are real. This is not just a story. This is not something that's made up for somebody to make a buck selling a book or something like that. I mean, I always thought in the back of I believed in that. The, it sounds odd, but the probability of their existence. But I always thought, OK, that have to be in a real remote area of the continent, you know, Canada, Pacific Northwest, that kind of thing. Maybe some in the Appalachian, the Blue Ridge and everything like that. I always kind of thought in the back of my mind that it could be just stories. But once you see something like that with your own eyes, it's it's hard to process. And it took me a good while before I come to terms. It's been two years now, and I've pretty well come to terms with it. But this thing, like I said, uh, to get back to it, if I had to give it a color, I'd say black. Uh, very, very black. Uh, we're, there's a lot of black bear here where we're at. And if you see one, especially if it's against green vegetation, I mean, there's no other black like it. It's a jet black, almost a shiny. That's how I would describe this thing. I couldn't really tell if, you know, if it was hair or fur, anything like that. It just, there was just not enough time. It went that fast.
but the uh, shoulders were very wide. The head looked small. It kind of put me in the mind of when you see a, a big, huge NFL player with his helmet off. It, it just didn't seem proportionately correct. Uh, the arms were very long. I would say they hung within just a couple, three foot of the ground. And uh, the legs, it looked shorter than what I would have expected for the torso. The torso was where the height of this thing was. Leg was pretty thick. And like I said, I couldn't really see much detail in the face other than light variances that would suggest skin, eye sockets, that, that kind of thing. I couldn't really tell you much more than that. But the size is just so intimidating and impressive. I always thought, you know, in, in thinking about these things, because I've had several people in my life tell me they've seen these. Anyway, I've had several people in my life tell me that they've seen these things, you know, and I always, I can't, in my mind, I believed that they believed, but now there, there's no question, you know, in my mind, especially a couple of these people that they were telling me the truth, but that's the takeaway of it is they are real. It's not a joke. You need to keep your eyes open. If you're out there, I'm not saying they're going to be a, a big threat, but the main thing I'm trying to get across is they are real. I wish I could give more detail and description and all that, but that's really all I can give you. Now, uh, you say I've believed in them my whole life, uh, as far back as I can remember. I mean, uh, I, I think it was around 1970. I had an uncle I really liked. We were over there visiting and he was an outdoor guy and he had all these magazines, uh, Sports of Field, Outdoor Life. Well, he had one, and I come to find out later it was that Argosy magazine that had an article in there on, uh, I don't remember the verbiage or anything, but it had that infamous Patty picture of it in profile in mid-stride. And I can remember reading the article, and uh, it was kind of impressive thinking that there might be, for lack of a better term, a boogeyman in the woods or something. You know, that was real interesting. But it was about two years later, this little town in Ohio I lived in, me and my friends all rode dirt bikes. And this town, you could ride all day long. We had trails through the woods, uh, through farm fields to get to one another's houses and all that. Well, we used to camp out this one farmer's field. And he didn't care as long as we didn't make a mess or anything. But we were camping that night, and uh, one of my buddy's older brothers worked in the gas station up off the highway there, right near where the turnpike went across it. But anyway, I, it's about 10, 11 o'clock at night. I rode my bike up there, and I'm talking to him, and we're looking across the fields, and it's towards an old borrow pit. It's about a 60-acre wake, and we see these cars driving back there with spotlights that we assume you know, we're police cars and they're shining these lights every direction up in trees. Well, we watch this for a little while. And I went on back to the, you know, the camp. A few days later, I'm at my buddy's house and his brother pulls in and he said, hey, you remember that night? And I, well, yeah. He said, I had a cop come in about a half hour after you left. And I asked him what was going on. And he told me that a woman in the trailer park had heard something outside her house opened the door, turned the light on, and what she described as a gorilla was in her garbage cans. And, you know, we had a laugh about it and all that, but then we had a little town newspaper, and they had a section with police reports in it. And I like to read that, and I'm reading that. It was about that same time period. Bear in mind, I was like 14 then, I think, maybe 15. And that came up in this police report that this woman called and uh, reported that there was a gorilla. You know, it sounds funny, but there was, happened to be a cop relatively close, and he's driving, and she comes around in pulling into the trailer park. He sees something run across the, the drive there and over across the field and into another field heading back towards that borrow pit, and he called for backup. That kind of confirmed for me that my buddy's brother wasn't just kidding me, you know, so... Anyway, that happened. That's, I kind of filed that away. And it was maybe two or three years later, I, I got a cousin down in West Virginia. 
And we're visiting down there and I'm talking to him. Now he's nine years older than I am. And he passed away a couple of years ago. But I was telling him about this. Uh, the police report, uh, seeing the cops back there shining their lights, looking around, all that. And then that Argosy magazine. And he kind of sat there and looked at me for a minute. And uh, he says, well, I want to tell you something, man. Uh, those, that's real. Those things are real. And I said, well, how do you know that? And he said, well, I saw one. He said he was 18, which would have put it about in 1965, 66. And he was deer hunting. He was a big deer hunter. And uh, he was hunting a power line right away. I think their family owned like 160 acres or something. Anyway, he's back up through there along the right of way. He's sitting there and he just happened, you know, you're looking back and forth up the right of way because it's almost like a highway for wildlife. And he says he sees the bushes moving around and something black. And then he said something come up out of the top of the bushes that just looked like a head. And he's telling me the story. And he said, all of a sudden, this thing steps out from the bushes. It looks both ways and crosses to his side of the power line right away. And I said, well, what did it look like? You know, what did you see? And he said to me, to him rather, it, it looked like a gorilla or a big chimp that walked like a man. And he said it was black. He could see its face. It was less than 100 yards away from him. He said, for all the world, it just looked like a, a gorilla or a chimp to him. And it crossed to his side. I asked him what he did then. He said, I, I left. <laughs> and you'd have to know the guy. He said it in a certain way that was kind of comical. But anyway, this guy, I have known him my whole life. This is one guy that I would absolutely vouch for in front of anybody. And he told me, you know, we revisited his story a number of times in his lifetime. And he always told the same story, never variated from it one bit. And uh, told me, you know, he swore that that it was true. So I, I totally believed him. A few years later, I'm working at this one company and I made a pretty good buddy. People that are familiar with Ohio, the Cleveland Akron area, there's a park, Cuyahoga Valley National Park. And this guy was telling me that him and his brother were down there fishing in the river there one day. And they said a crossway in the river was relatively wide in the area they were in. And they saw something moving around over there. And all of a sudden, these rocks started getting thrown across the river at him. And he said, it's way too far. He said he didn't think uh, a major league baseball player could throw a ball that far, let alone a rock. And they were big rocks. He said softball to cantaloupe size. And they did see this black figure but not enough to really tell what it was. But his brother, who uh, got out of the Army, he was a medic in the first Gulf War. And after he got out, he spent time in Oklahoma. And he made some Indian friends that told him that these things were real. And uh, he was just absolute sure that that's what it was. So I heard that. And this guy, I would believe as well. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coincidentally and oddly enough, there was another guy that worked for this company that in the same valley told me that one night he was coming home from Akron. And he comes was at midnight or one o'clock or something in the morning and we're just what he described as a monkey boy ran across the road in front of his car. Now, this guy, I, I don't know. He was kind of an odd character, but you know, I worked with him 14 years and never once caught him in a lie, you know, but he was kind of an odd character. He didn't own television. So I'm sure he wasn't, let's just say, a fan of Bigfoot. He just told me the monkey boy because he was actually listening to this other guy tell me this story and he told me the same thing. So anybody um, that's old enough that lived up in that area knows in the 70s, there was a number of sightings, uh, Minerva, different sightings. In the, well, you could go into the UFO flap back then too, but there was a lot of Bigfoot sightings back in the day. But I just filed that away as being real interesting. It never did have Bigfoot on the brain, you believe people, all this, but until you see it yourself, they're just stories. That's all it amounts to. Well, on down the line, I uh, met my wife. Uh, we got married, and her dad was a police officer, detective, actually, in one of the eastern Cleveland suburbs. And I can't right off the top of my head remember which one it was. He's retired now. But we got to talking about different things. And when I was telling him about some of this stuff, he said, well, let me tell you something. He goes, uh, you can think I'm crazy or not, but I saw one myself. He said he thought it was in 1980 or 81. And he was living in Cleveland at the time. But he had a buddy whose family owned a farm in Ashtabula, Ohio. Now, that's up near Lake Erie, close over towards the Pennsylvania line. And his buddy was telling him they were seeing these things out that way. Well, my father-in-law, you know, they were young guys. Then he decides he's, they're going to go out and see if they can see him, too. So they went out and were camping. And he said he didn't know exactly what time it was, but it was around midnight or so. That Nothing had happened. They decided to just walk some of these trails that are through the woods. And him and his buddy are walking up uh, one of these trails. And they both kind of, at the same time, hear something. And they both take their flashlights and hit the exact same spot. And he said there, he, he would just guess 50, 60 feet away, this thing was standing next to a tree and looking at him. And he said, uh, as soon as they hit it with the lights, the flashlights, it just turned and walked into the trees. And he said, it looks like, you know, he, he didn't want to say Harry and the Andersons. He said, it didn't look nothing like that. He said, it looked more more like a, a man. He said, actually, he thought American Indian that he mentioned. And what he meant by that, I was never quite sure. But he said, it wasn't human. But it wasn't what he expected one of these things to look like. But it was very big. And it just turned, like I said, and walked away. Now, you'd have to know my father-in-law. This guy, I've known him for going on 30 years now. And it, maybe it's the profession, being a police officer. He's very matter-of-fact kind of guy. He just told him, look, I know the real. I saw it. I cannot prove it. But I'm telling you what I saw, and believe it or not. And that's pretty much where it's at. So these guys, especially my cousin and my father-in-law, I absolutely believe them. But it's like with my sighting, and I've told 
a couple of people, four or five outside of the family uh, about it. And I know they believe that I believe. But until you see it yourself, you, you will never be 100% that they are actually out there. Now, here in Tennessee, we've had a few things happen, but I have had no sightings. So, like I said, I don't have Bigfoot on the brain, so I'm not going to claim that's what it is. But <laughs> you get through the process of elimination. The house we moved into down here was a foreclosure, and it had been empty for about 11 months. Uh, it sits on the mountainside here. Basically, where I'm at is in Hawkins County, Tennessee, on the north slope of Clinch Mountain, lower slope. But anyway, this house had been empty for 11 months. And when my son, the one that was with me when we had our sighting down there in Salt Fork, he helped me move in. And the first load of stuff we brought here uh, was going in the shed. So we backed up the trailer over there. Now, on the one side of the shed, there's a relatively flat area, and then it slopes up the bank there. It goes up probably 20, 30 feet before it levels off. And it's it's pretty steep. I wouldn't want to try and go up, up the thing. So it collected water down there when it rained. Now, he walks over there, whatever he was going to do. <laughs> anyway, he sees this print. And I walk over and look, and it's for all the world a bare footprint, but it's pretty big. Uh, my son's a good sized guy. He's probably 6'4", 260, right in there somewhere. He wears a 13 and a half, I think, uh, shoe. This print was longer by about an inch, maybe an inch and a half, but a good bit wider, uh, at least an inch and a half wider, maybe two. And you could see the toes, the toe prints in it. but you know, look, it's like I tell people, I'm not Daniel Boone. I'm not David Crockett. I'm not a tracker. I understand. I've heard before that bears can do a double step that kind of looks like a uh, a human footprint. But I did not see claw marks. Okay. And it was just the one print that was really clear. And in hindsight, I wish I would have cast it just to have it. But that bank, you could see impressions pretty deep and large but not full length, you know, it was like the ball of, of the foot or whatever, the front part of the foot was digging in to go up this bank. All right. Could be, could be, I don't know. I didn't see it. Unless I see it, I'm not going to say that's what it is, but it, it, you know, it was kind of cool. Uh, we have heard calls here. One was real interesting. And this was just last year. Everybody's heard of the Ohio how the one that moneymaker uh, recorded back in the nineties. Anyway, my wife, she's, I'm retired. She's still working and her alarm goes off pretty easy. So early rather. So I take my coffee and I go out on this deck that overlooks the pond. It's still dark, but I hear this call and it sounds like the Ohio call, but with a woman doing it. And let's just say a husky woman. And it's just one single call. I heard this three times in about a two-week time period. Haven't heard it before, haven't heard it after. Another time, I'm sitting out here on this deck in the wood line. It sounds for all the world, if, if you can imagine taking a thousand-pound log and dropping it from 10 feet, just a boom, boom, you know, sound kind of like that. Well, you'd hear this three or four times in succession, and I heard this for probably, I don't know, maybe a week, not every night, but kind of often enough. Now, I have no idea what that is, but there's nothing up there. I sit on about eight acres of property, and the one guy to my east has 250. The guy to my west has 150. And there's nobody on the 250. There is somebody on the 150, but he's down on the other end. He's, he's older than I am. So, you know, and these woods are, are not queered. And anybody that's been up in this general area in this time of year knows how thick that underbrush is. I would not want to go through that stuff. And there's you know, no real reason for anybody to be up there anyhow. My wife and I were walking the upper property. And the one direction, if you look to the east, there's a ridge that kind of comes down off the 
mountain and it runs uh, from the top, but it's kind of slants to the east, kind of, you know, like at an angle from, from where we were. Well, this was, I want to say early spring. Anyway, there wasn't any leaves on the trees, but there's uh, these trees that uh, I don't, I think they're cedar, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there was a group of cedar up high on this ridge. And I, I glanced up that way and I saw something moving and it was black and I pointed it out. But about the time I pointed it out to my wife, this thing comes boogieing down that ridge. Now, it was kind of like on our side. And as it come down, it crested and then dropped off that other far side. And it moved so fast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You see whitetail deer and they can, they can move pretty good. It was nothing compared to this. Plus, this thing was upright. It's best I could tell. Um, it seemed like by the time my eye caught up with it, it was already over, you know, another 20, 30 feet or something. So I'm just really trying to keep up with this. Now, my wife's a little younger than me and she does have better vision. She described it as, um, it, she said it looked like a, she could definitely tell a head. It looked like a blob on a blob. She didn't really see arms working or legs working because there is a number of trees through there. But, you know, okay, what is that? I, I, I don't know. I can't put a, a name to that. It's just one of those things that, like I said, unless I see it queer, I'm not going to say that's what it is. But you go down a checklist pretty quick. This is about the last thing I can think to tell you here in Tennessee. They have these walnuts, American walnuts, and they drop these nuts like every two years. Uh, they have a green husk on them that you peel away and then there's the nut you got to bust it open to get to the edible parts but it's about the size of a softball okay well the front of our house actually aims towards the mountain not the road behind us it's kind of backwards but that's just the way it was built it aims towards the mountain and we have a full length deck on that side and i'm guessing it to be 35 feet or so well, I have, uh, we have, I should say, I better not take ownership of him, an Australian shepherd. And this guy really loves to play with tennis balls. So when my wife would come home from work, she would call me before she had to cross the mountain to get home. She would call me about time she was heading up that road and let me know, you know, about 20, 25 minutes she'd be home. So I'd take the dog out on that deck and he's energetic to say the least. 
So I'd try and wear him out a little bit before she got there. I would kick this tennis ball and he would chase it down and bring it back to me. And, and we did this for that 20, 25 minutes waiting for her to pull in the driveway. Well, uh, this one event, the thing I'm going to tell you about, she pulls in and we stopped playing this game. And instead of coming directly in the house, we sat down in a couple of these chairs and we're just talking. And my back was to the wood line, kind of looking at the house, but she was aimed the other direction, looking over my shoulder. And all of a sudden I see her eyes open up bigger and she looks up in the air and out of the trees comes one of these walnuts in the green husk. And I mean, look, this is a probably a, a 150 foot from the tree line to the house. And this thing comes flying across the yard and lands at the foot of the stairs on the deck. So she's looking at this and <laughs> it was kind of funny. She goes, I think it's time to go in the house. She's a reluctant believer. I've said that before. She knows I'm telling her the truth. She's heard their dad's story. I know she believes what he told her. But, you know, we thinking of this, you know, I've clearly something with hands has to throw. I mean, you know, other animals, bears don't throw all this stuff. Gravity things fall down. They don't go horizontally across. So something had to throw it. But again, with that vegetation up in that tree line, your options are limited. All right, so there's nobody up there. I guarantee you, if you were going to try and come down off that mountain, you would have a really hard time. And there's no reason. Why would somebody go to the trouble to get up there and throw a walnut at a couple people sitting on a, a back deck? You know, so we've got to thinking, what if, what if it was one of these things? And it's watch the game every night because we do this over and over every night while we're waiting for her to get home. What if it's one watching this game and wanted the game to continue or whatever reason that might do it, take this thing and throw it, you know, like it's kind of trying to throw it for the dog or whatever. Okay, maybe, maybe not. But what else is going to throw this thing? But it was about a, I don't know, a week later, I keep the hillside, mountainside here mowed back, oh, probably about 100 yards where it's cleared. But up near the very peak, there's a big bush tree, I guess. I don't know. It grows all the way to the ground. I don't know what it is. Uh, it sets out maybe 20 feet from the tree line. I'm up there and I'm mowing. And I look and there's this huge pile of these nuts, these walnuts that have been husked, broken open, and the edible part is gone. Now, that pile had to have been... I'm going to say three foot across and at least a foot deep. I mean, I understand different animals will eat these things. I'm assuming they do. Now, we haven't seen them, but I'm assuming they do. But what animal is going to stare in one spot and eat these things like this? Well, I, I think it's weird. So I come back down and I'm telling my wife and I said, well, come on. I took her up on the side by side and I'm showing. And she's, again, more observant than I am. She looks over and there's this matted down area of grass pretty close to this pile. And it looks for all the world like a, a butt print. <laughs> I don't know what else to call it with legs and all that. But all this is, you know, right there. And she said, turn around and look at the house. Well, that bush I was telling you about would be a perfect screen for something to sit there and watch you. Curious or what? For whatever reason, I don't know and pop these nuts in its mouth like popcorn. That's the analogy she used, you know. But we got to looking around a little bit more, and we found more footprints. Um, and again, not being a tracker, and I don't have no casting stuff, but it sure looks like a huge human-type footprint. And it went right up that ridge line. Like uh, I would almost need to have a rope to pull myself up, but this thing just right up over top of that thing. And there's, like I said, we've heard a number of calls and things like that. And I've heard of people around here that said, now this is kind of interesting, a little side note that I just, just now remembered. When we first moved down here, we rented a trailer over by Newport until we found this house. 
Well, that was the year of all the wildfires. And uh, they were relatively close. But one night I go out on that back deck, I let the dog out, and I'm hearing these sounds in the woods. And they actually were coming from three different directions. Now, me being from northern Ohio, I had never heard anything like this before in my life. You know, it was really odd. I mean, I've heard coyote fox and stuff like that. But finally, the little two-watt light bulb of a brain I got came on that said, take myself and just hit record, even though there's it's too dark, but you can get the audio. So I got, I don't know, a couple, three minutes of this. And there was a, uh, I can't, I think it's evidence of East Tennessee, Bigfoot, a guy, I think he's passed away now, Stacy Black, I believe was his name. Anyhow, I posted it on there. Well, he answered me and gave me his phone number. And uh, I called him and he said, what you've got there are uh, young mountain lions. He said they've been run out of the hills there because of the smoke and the fires and everything. That's what that is. But in the course of this conversation, he told me of sightings he had over towards the other side of Knoxville. Uh, much the same thing. Uh, he never believed in him until he was hunting one day and saw him. So he was a, another believer. Now, all this is adding up in my mind to validate, you know, that these are in, indeed real. But what I did have, I had a guy instant message me. I guess he didn't want to put it out there for public display, but he lived over in an area called Del Rio. That's uh, south, right, almost into North Carolina. And this guy was Cherokee Indian. And he told me that these things, he said, there's not many of them north of this river. And I, I can't remember if it's the French Broad or the Nolan Chucky. He said, there's not many. He said his dad told him that when he was a kid, that these things used to be Kind of, you'd see them pretty regular up in these mountains, and they didn't bother them. They didn't bother them. They didn't bother the the Indians, the you know indigenous people, whatever the correct term is for that. But he said after things started getting developed, they withdrew and they started being more aggressive. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He said in this property that has been in his family since his grandfather's day, they can't go up in this area anymore. They will scream at him, throw things at him, rocks, branches, and all kind of stuff like that. But he, he, he again confirmed that that was young. 
mountain lions, but says, no, they are here. So that's pretty much the extent of what I know. You know, I'm relating other people's stories. Um, that's the best I can do on that. I can't swear to it or anything, but I do believe them. Uh, as far as my own knowledge goes, I can't tell you anything about them. I can't tell you where they're at, how many. All I can tell you for a fact is there's one in Southern Ohio because I saw it. So that's it, guys. Just keep your eyes open is all I know to tell you. You told us about that area in Ohio that gave you the creeps, Randy. Did anything bad ever happen to you there and that's why you thought the place was so creepy? No, no. Actually, uh, I have pictures of it on my phone. And it doesn't do it justice. It's just like if Hollywood was going to make a movie, <laughs> a scary movie about something, I, don't, I can't see how they could pick a better area. It just, you know, if you're a country boy, you probably don't even give it two thoughts. But originally from West Virginia, but we moved to Ohio when I was real young and it was outside of Cleveland. We always lived there. And I lived in, uh, well, that area, I was telling you, the little town is actually about 40 miles outside of Cleveland. So if you want to consider that suburbs, I would, but it's rural. No, it's it's nothing. The road, it's a dirt road. It's, it's dirt. When, and sometimes they'll put gravel on it. It goes down. You make this final turn. You can tell things are getting wetter and you're getting lower and lower. And it's, it's just like a boggy swamp. And there's enough room there to turn a vehicle around, you know, without backing up. You just make a loop and you go right out. Now, there are this guy I'm telling you about, uh, his name's Kane Michael. He knows Bear. And he has been with Bear before in his Facebook page. This is a guy I would suggest you try and get on your show. Kane Michael House of Enoch is his web page. He has so much evidence, both video It'll blow you away. And he's a really good guy. And his friend, Eric Tipton, in my mind, are the two best boots on the ground researchers out there today. Now, there might be others that I'm unaware of, but this guy is really good. But no, that's pretty much, you know, the area. It's swampy and, and there are trails going back to there. The king told me if you walk back them trails, there's ravines. That he said he's found a lot of evidence in these ravines that cross the trails, footprints and all that kind of thing. But Kane now lives over in the Hocking Hills area of Ohio. And he is here lately, especially he has been uh, publishing lots of video, a lot of evidence, you know, so that it would be well worth your time to look this guy up, you know. But no, to get back to your question, the area is just it's very quiet. Other than the road, there's no sign of human uh, activity whatsoever. It, but it, it just it's almost like a a sixth sense thing, like you got eyes born in the back of your head. You just feel like you're on edge, you know. And I noticed that the first time I was down there. And I was actually listening to, you know, when Bear and them were doing the Bigfoot Outlaw thing there for a while until they kind of disbanded. Kane was on there and he was talking about Salt Fork. So I went ahead and, like I said, I looked him up and was asking him, and he saw, Kane did, two of them in that general area, and his buddy Eric saw one. And um, he said, again, they don't really research that area no more because it's become so popular with researchers now that he, he spends his time more down in Wayne National Forest and around the Hocking Hills area where he now lives. I used to vacation there. I told him, and he said, well, if you're here again, look me up. He goes, I want to show you some of this stuff. And don't think I won't take him up on that if I get a chance. He's a good guy. Huh. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I know about Kane. And I agree. I think of all the researchers out there, he's got to be at the top of the list as far as being the most impressive. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. He's a good man. When you saw that Sasquatch on the side of the road that night in Salt Fork, you said it was about 100 feet from you, facing you. Did you think at first that it was a person, even though it was so big? No. No. That, that thought, I, I knew immediately this wasn't right. Like I say, the, the distance, I'm pretty good at judging. And uh, it, it was, like I say, 100 feet. And my son is six foot four. 
All right. And this thing would dwarf him both in uh, the width of the shoulders, which, again, was not as impressive to me as the height. But the arm length alone, you know, it looked like the arms were six foot long. They may or may not have been, but that's it, it was just an amazing thing to look at. Intimidating man. And, you know, the thing was, that's a dead end road. We had to go past it to get out. So all these thoughts go through your mind at a thousand miles an hour. We got to go past this joker. What if, you know, I mean, all this come a little later, but no, it's to answer your question. There was no thought at all of this being a human being, not even for a second. No, it was either I was having some kind of a hallucination or this was a, a Bigfoot. You know, I mean, that's all there was to it. But this happened so fast that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of process time that came afterwards. But initially looking at it, I knew exactly what I was looking at. There was no doubt. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't doubt that you knew instantly that it wasn't a person. Yeah, how could it be? You said that you were moving toward it when it darted away from the road and disappeared. Do you think it darted away because of the car's headlights turning on or due to you approaching it? You know, I think maybe both. And my son and I, we still almost talk about this daily. It's, it's just, it, it has left such an impression. Our thoughts were that, you know, the, somebody driving down that road is going to be going faster than five miles an hour. Uh, they're going to have their headlights on. We were creeping. I mean, I actually think I could have got out and walked as fast as what this vehicle was going. So I think, and this, we both come to this kind of, I, I wouldn't say conclusion, but, you know, an idea that what happened was this thing saw us coming, but because we were doing something so abnormal, it just hesitated out of curiosity or whatever the reason to just watch us. Like, what are these people up to? You know, it just hesitated a second too long because we were coming around that corner. Now, he positioned the way it was. He saw it probably a half second or a second before I did. And I actually remember seeing him sit up a little bit in his seat when I saw this thing. And I said, are you seeing this? And then it all went back into fast motion. But I think it figured it had waited long enough. And then all of a sudden, the headlights come on and this thing, it just like warp speed down that slope, almost like its legs were kicked out from under it. It's the only thing I could imagine. It, it, but yeah, I think it was a combination of both. You know, it had waited just a little too long and now the headlights and what's next. That's my opinion anyhow. If you would have been a little bit closer, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw a pretty funny expression on his face. Oh, man. <laughs> he just saw one on mine too. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I don't doubt that <laughs> yeah. at all. Yeah. He, he, he'd have been telling stories about me, that, that human that had a conniption fit in the car on the side of the road. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would. I don't doubt that. <laughs> when the headlights hit him, did he look well kept to you or more in the mangy side? You know... I never took my eyes off of this thing the whole time. It was almost simultaneous. The lights came on, but when I kind of focused, it was already gone. That's how fast the thing went. You don't know how bad I wish. And my son said, I wish I had never turned the lights on, you know, to try and get more detail and, and stuff like that, you know, to just to kind of see a little bit more of it. But I'm not sure. At this point, yeah, I would like to. At the time, no. All I wanted to do was put distance between me and this thing. And it's it's kind of like, you know, wanting to see a tornado. Yeah, I'd love to see one, but I want it over there in good ways going the opposite way. It's it's kind of similar to that. But no, I really couldn't see any details other than, like I say, the the, the variations in color of the face that would suggest eyes and forehead and nose, you know what I mean? And a little lighter areas with dark around it. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But if I'd have had, you know, two more seconds, five more seconds, I might have been able to, to come up with some more details. But that's how it happened. And I wished it would have been different. But there it is. Well, you can't be blamed for not noticing more details. I mean, I'm sure your head was spinning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Panicking would be more like it, about ready to explode. That scared me, man. I, I don't know what else to tell you, but. You know, I've been scared a couple times in my life, but nothing like this. It would be almost like running full speed into a brick wall or something, the shock that I felt with this thing. It, it almost felt like I shut down for a, a, a second or something. It was just stunning to actually see this thing. And, you know, your mind processes this really fast, I guess. I don't know, but uh, the short little period of time that we actually saw this thing, the thoughts that went through your mind, you know, you see it, you process the figure, the head, the shoulders, body, arms, legs. This is a living thing. It's a Bigfoot, you know, and then all of a sudden it's gone. And it, and it was that fast. And my son and I have talked about this as well. I see now, you know, how some people believe they're interdimensional or whatever. You know, you get across the board what people think these are. I've always been a kind of a flesh and blood guy. But it's like my son said, I see now why they think that might be because the way this thing moved, it, there's nothing that I know of to equate it with. It, it's just, I mean, it was so fast. I, I had I'm at a loss for words, man. <laughs> Very fast. Well, yeah, most people would be at a loss for words. How much does it mean to you, Randy, that your wife knows that they're actually out there and believes that you had that sighting in Salt Fork? I'm very glad that she uh, believes because she'll be aware. I, I'm concerned here where we're at. Black bear, I know, are not technically known for attacking people, although it's happened here in the last couple of years. But I've always tell her to keep uh, some form of defense, if you know what I mean, handy if you're going to be out there working in the garden or walking the dog up in the on these trails or anything like that, because there's more than these things you need to worry about. But she always, you know, kind of blew me off a little bit until this happened. I notice now she does take precautions. So, yeah, I'm glad of that. I don't have to worry about it. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah, it's always a good idea to be cautious out there for all those reasons you mentioned and more. Yeah, yeah. You're obviously interested in Sasquatch before you had that sighting, but did it become a full-blown obsession for you after you did have that sighting? Uh, 
you know what? And that's the funny thing. For the first month, uh, maybe two months, six weeks, two months, man, it's like I didn't want to hear nothing about it. I would listen to podcasts or if something came on the television, I would watch it. It's like I avoided it. There was no way you couldn't have given me enough cash to get me up in the mountains or whatever out there looking for one of these things unless I was in a Sherman tank or something. I didn't want anything to do with it. I couldn't believe now that these people were out there, you know, at night, all that actually looking for these things. Are you crazy? What are you going to do if you find one and it's not in a good mood? That kind of thing thought would go through my mind. But as I've processed this and dealt with it, I'm looking more into it than I did before, uh, taking it you know, more seriously for sure. And I've not quite made the weep of going out in the middle of the night, hooty hooting or beating on trees. I ain't quite there yet, but I could see that potentially happening if I was with the right people, where the month or so after it happened, you couldn't have, man, wild horses, you couldn't have got me out there. But yeah, now I, I'm kind of inclined to. So I don't know if I'm crazy or what, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, it's yet to be seen if you do take that leap and decide to head out into the field after dark and look for them. But it sure sounds to me like you have the right man on speed dial if you do decide to do that. I'm thinking, yes, sir. Yeah, I got to agree with you on that. Yeah, King would be a great option for that. But having said that, Randy, it's time for us to call it. But before we do, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing the details of that experience with us. I really appreciate it. Well, I, I'm very appreciative of you as well to take the time to listen to me. Like I was telling you, I don't think it's a real sexy story, but the come away of it is, is they are indeed real. And you better pay attention is all I know to say. But yeah, thank you, Vic, for your time. Well, thank you for yours. Like I said, I really appreciate it and have a great night. That's it for another episode of Bigfoot Eyewitness Radio with Vic Cundiff. If you've had a Sasquatch encounter and would like to be a guest on the show, please go to BigfootEyewitness.com and submit a report. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.